friends. So you need to go and surround yourself with people that challenge you. So if you're with people that are very successful and you want to be where they they are you're going to start looking and mimicking habits that they adopt and then you're going to want to try and better yourself because not that you want to be like them but you it naturally will lift you up if you're the most successful person out of your peer group you're going to get complacent and complacency is a dangerous place to be in both life and in business hello and welcome to how not to run a business with me your host jeremy jacobs a podcast for business owners entrepreneurs and those aspiring to work for themselves each week i bring you real honest and down-to-earth conversations about success failure and how not to run a business all in service of you living a life you love and achieving your version of success. Welcome to episode 31. I am going to dive straight in because this is a relatively long episode. I sat down with my friend Lindsay, who is a personal trainer and a fitness guru in my eyes. And I wanted to have a conversation with her about improving our fitness levels, getting more exercise in, doing more with our bodies for whatever reason we choose to because as entrepreneurs and business owners we have a unique set of challenges we all have challenges in life every human does but as an entrepreneur myself I know that we have a special set of circumstances and challenges in life we're busy we've got our businesses to look after got a lot going on you might have kids you might have dependents you might have dogs cats a whole Noah's Ark of creatures that you have to look after I don't know what's going on in your life but the fact is we've got a lot going on and unless you're someone who's really into fitness and exercise then you probably don't need to listen to this episode but if you're not and you're someone like me that your fitness and your exercise regime can fall in and out of practice and you want to start making a meaningful change and this episode is chock full of advice tips common mistakes that people make and I know that you will get something from it I certainly got something from it so I will pass it over to me and Lindsay and for now it's time to sit back relax and enjoy. Hello Lindsay thanks for joining me how are you today? I'm very well thank you thanks for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure to see you even though we had to muddle through all of the technical difficulties (laughs) as usual. Typical Monday morning. typical Monday morning and so tell my listeners because I know you very well we met on that uh now defunct audio app called Clubhouse Clubhouse (laughs) a few years ago and um, I know you very well but I'd love you to share who you are what you do Um, who is Lindsay who am I it depends on the day of the week um no today I am um (laughs) I'm a personal (laughs) trainer um I specialize in weight training predominantly focusing with beginners or people that are kind of like lost track a little bit that haven't um maybe lifted weights in a long time or recovering from an injury I've worked in that arena since 2010 which scares me more than uh most when I think, oh crikey, I've been been doing this 13 years. Um, I've competed in bodybuilding over those years. I've done nine competitions. Um, and I'm also that crazy friend that likes to chuck herself up mountains and um, off rock faces just in my spare time. So yeah, I'm, I'm that crazy energetic fitness friend that everybody has, but not necessarily wants. <laughs> Ah, oh, don't say that. Uh, I like I like seeing your posts on Instagram and Facebook where you go down to is it Dirtle Door? 
Mm. Yeah, I'm yeah. really lucky. Um, it's literally like 15, 20 minutes from my house. And if you haven't been, it's possibly one of the top 10 beauty spots in the UK. And the sunrises there are just beaut. So yeah, very and lucky. You get, up, you get up very early in the morning and go and throw yourself in the sea. <laughs> this is true, which we have also done a few times as well, haven't we? We have. Yeah, and not so glamorous Hove Beach <laughs> when the tide was out and it was like a, a foot of water <laughs> <laughs> and we were a bit tired. Um, so personal trainer and um, fitness guru and also an entrepreneur and business owner. This is true. Um, I seem to have my fingers in quite a lot of pies. I have a couple of online businesses and I also do a lot of wellness events for corporates as well. So um, pretty busy bee, really, to be quite honest. Um, I downplay yeah. that a little bit more than I should. Absolutely. So we, you very generously just uh, agreed to come and have a chat with me about entrepreneurs and fitness. And the reason I decided, well, the reason that I wanted to have a conversation with you is because you're someone that I always look at as an inspiration for fitness oh. and health and well-being most of the time and <laughs> uh when you're not out getting shit faced no i'm joking i'll cut that bit out maybe i won't who knows you'll have to wait and see uh <laughs> so um as part of uh how not to run a business it's not just about business and talking about marketing or sales or strategy it's about the individual entrepreneur because this podcast is focused towards the solo entrepreneur, uh, the person running a business by themselves, perhaps they might have a business partner, but I want to focus on the individual. And we're all interested in health and well-being, aren't we? Particularly if we are running a business or multiple businesses. Um, you know, I was thinking about this this morning on my morning run. Ah. Okay, run this morning. And I was thinking about you know it's talking about entrepreneurs and if there's someone that may be listening that is thinking about starting a business and is working for a company they might think oh well you know why are entrepreneurs so unique and special we're not uh, or at least we you know we like to think we are but we're not in comparison to everyone else we've all got busy lives right whether or not you're in a job or you are running your own business it, it, we all have our own unique set of challenges but there are specific things around being an entrepreneur which I think are very different because we have different pressures on us in comparison to someone who's working in a full-time job so I wanted to focus this conversation on understanding what it is that you see in your experience that people are getting wrong making mistakes and having them not have fitness and and health be part of their lives when they're running a business because particularly in the early stages you and I both know that we have to work very hard and often we get caught up in that kind of addictive cycle of working and feeling the pressure because there's dickheads on their social medias saying oh you've got to hustle man and if you're not working 60 hours a day then you're a dickhead and uh and, and, you, and do you know what I mean unless you avoid all of that which is really difficult then it's really hard so I wanted to have a conversation with you about how we as entrepreneurs and business owners can improve our fitness um and health and well-being um because 
yeah, it's challenging. There might be some people that are out there who are smashing it and doing really well. And um, you might want to just uh, piss off and go and <laughs> get down the gym. <laughs> and if you're not one of those people, which is probably the large proportion of the uh, population, then um, then we're going to have a conversation about that. So do you want to share anything about what you see on a general level with entrepreneurs and, and fitness and health? Yeah, it's a really it's a really good one because I think when you're first starting a business, you're very very highly motivated, right? Which is very similar to a fitness journey. When you first start, when you've had that penny drop moment of a, it maybe you've woken up one day, looked at a photo, and I hope I can swear on this podcast. Pretty sure as it's yours, I can. But you, have I already have. But moment, yeah, go for it. Yeah, where you just go right, that's it. Enough's enough. And the same is when you quit your nine to five job and you go enough's enough and start my business. And you, some people have that full steam ahead a little bit longer than other people. But the problem is, is you just can't continue with life at that speed all the time. So there's a lot of similarities between starting a business and starting a fitness journey, which correlate. You also get a lot of entrepreneurs that are very good at being disciplined, but that takes time. So that's why you see very successful entrepreneurs also have very successful fitness lifestyles so to speak or or very disciplined fitness lifestyles because they're very similar skill sets that you need to be successful in both areas but that doesn't mean that those skill sets came overnight and they are something that needs to be practiced and rehearsed and a book I bang out on about all the time is, is Atomic Habits by James Clear which isn't about eliminating bad habits but it's about habit stacking and trying to integrate good habits in and amongst all of the bad ones that we've all got. And none of us are perfect. Uh, you've already alluded to it earlier. <coughs> on, sorry. <laughs> well, <you know. laughs> sorry, Jeremy is perfect. Other than that, um, you've already I'm alluded to... I'm being sarcastic, to... <laughs> by the way. <laughs> you're sarcastic, never. Um, <laughs> you've already alluded to the fact that, you know, I like a drink, don't we all? And sometimes one leads to a few too many because sometimes my discipline goes off the wagon as well. But it's having that bounce back ability, which mm. I think comes with practice, discipline and self-awareness. Um, you have to find a real deep reason as to why you're going to the gym that isn't just physical. A little bit like when you start a business, you can't just be focused on the dollar signs or pounds if you're in the UK. Um, you have to have a, a much deeper reason as to why you're doing it because there's going to be, and some people have this more than others, but there's going to be some shitty times where you're really going to have to dig deep. And that's why a fitness journey and starting a business actually correlate hand in hand really well together. And if you can apply a decent amount of discipline into your health and fitness, you'll be really surprised at how that transcends into other areas, but as well as starting a business or running your own business. Um, that being said, you've got to get started, which uh, is obviously yeah. what we were talking about today. And I think you've probably been there, done that, having a few different businesses that you've got, is that we sometimes go a bit too much too soon. It's not about more is more. It's actually about less is more. And it's about setting some really clear boundaries that are for yourself, not necessarily for everybody else. Of course, everyone's in a different situation. You know, I don't have a partner or children, so I, I can kind of get away with working at crazy hours of the night, but that suit me. Whereas if you've mm. got to do the school pickup or if you've also got to be a wife or be a husband, 
your boundaries are going to look a little bit different than to somebody that's maybe early 20s, fresh out of college and, and doesn't mind going to bed at three o'clock in the morning. Um, that being said, sleep's important too. So I'm not knocking on sleep, by the way. <laughs> um, so it's kind of making sure that you don't rush out that gate too soon and start putting in hours and hours in the gym to then, for example, either fall out of love with it or get burnout, which is also the same when you're starting a business. Like how many people do you know have been so passionate about their business idea, had a few setbacks along the way. So those setbacks in business could be like your injuries during the gym and then they just quit. Like Mm. I probably know that more. It's got to be at least sort of five or six out of 10 people. I know that's happened to several times. Love that. I love the parallel you drew between running a business and also, um, you know, a health and fitness journey, whatever you want to call it. Let's call it fitness journey, well, health, whatever. Um, Because it's all about consistency, right? Like you've got to show up and you've got to do things consistently in business and in fitness. And I think that's what you mentioned about discipline is really really true we've got to be disciplined to be able to move forward with the things that we want to achieve and as I talk about success and failure a lot what I got from what you shared was uh, what does success look like and I love that you said about it's why why do you want to run go to the gym like what is your what do, what is success for you because I would imagine, I don't know if you agree or disagree, a lot of people think of going to the gym or working out or exercising as in looking good, right? Six pack or, you know, nice toned quality. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I think for me, what the biggest shift was is that now as I'm getting on a bit, um, no, you're not, Jeremy. Oh, <laughs> no, you're not, Jeremy. You're only 21. <laughs> uh mentally um <laughs> for example when i when when i went for a run this morning my leg one of my my left um hamstring and glute is like screaming and i'm because i am getting older and i'm getting to that age where things are not starting to work as well as they did when i was in my 20s and and i didn't enjoy it particularly but i do it because when i get to 60 70 i want to be able to be strong as much as possible and to have a not I, I see people in that in that at, at that age who are really struggling because they haven't taken care of themselves throughout the years whether that's strength training or exercising regularly and you know there's 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 a million and one benefits isn't there to to exercise not just looking good um so I think that I don't know if you agree but because I'm assuming when you work with clients you ask them what, what why are you here what what do you want me to help you with? Uh, yeah, I do ask them why they're here. Um, and normally the answer is either some short-term goal, holiday, wedding, big life event, um, mm-hmm. or it is a, a weight loss. Um, I've had some clients come to me with much bigger, more important goals, things like they're struggling to conceive and um, IVF is on the cards. And so you want to put your body in the best physical state. So, so their drive's really high. So they're the sort of people um, where their why is really, really big. But if your why is just that you want to lose a couple of pounds, it's going to be hard to cling on to that. So the fact that you've got some super long-term goals, you know, 
70 obviously next year um um, no but like you know honestly if you've got some really long-term goals then that's going to help when things are really tough at digging deeper and we've always said it motivation doesn't really exist you've got to be able to put in those habits in place so that you go to the gym whether you feel like it or not or go for a run or whatever your fitness regime looks like and that's about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit and doing things that you don't necessarily feel like doing and when you get good at doing that you'll be surprised that when you're then in a business situation um, and you're faced with a difficult decision because you are already putting yourself in an uncomfortable position by choice in your fitness journey that means you're going to be much better equipped both mentally and physically to be able to deal with that when it comes to your business decisions and I often find that people that are very good at challenging themselves externally away from work be it competitively or perhaps they just are always trying new things they're more likely to be the people that take more risks in their business and we all know the more risks you take seems to always appear that you're luckier but it's not the case at all it's just that one of those risks eventually it's a numbers game right is going to pay off and so Mm. there is a reason why very successful entrepreneurs are also very very physically fit not necessarily um, ripped although half the time they are because that naturally comes hand in hand with a very good balanced diet and a good fitness journey or fitness uh, lifestyle but it is also because they are putting themselves in positions like that they don't have to do no one has to get out of bed at four o'clock in the morning to go for a run before they start work but these people put those habits into place to better equip them in business so there's some real mental benefits um, as well as the physical benefits and then also knowing your deeper why is going to really help mm. on those days where it's wet cold windy nobody wants to nobody wants to get out of bed at those times in the morning like David Goggins is someone that um, as you know I'm really into he'll be the first person to tell you that he has to sort of force himself out of bed to do his crazy two-hour runs first thing in the morning and he's been doing them years it's not like it just suddenly one day you just go yeah I love doing this he probably loves it more than he hates it but there's still going to be days where you're like nah I'm just not down for it today but because you've put those habits in place and you've put that infrastructure in place that this is something you do because then you're going to go and do it Mm, interesting yeah no it's uh I'm just sort of as you were talking I'm just thinking through because I've been um exploring both in my own head and also you know paying attention to people and there seems to be two what two groups of people and I'm gonna sort of put them into two or two ends of a spectrum let's say of people who run their own business and I have friends that are on one end of the spectrum and friends who are on the complete opposite of the spectrum and one end of the spectrum is this very intense motivated drive working like focus you know the people they tend to talk about hustle a lot and they are on this end of the scale and then on the other end of the scale there's the people who are I want a lifestyle business I if I don't feel like doing it I'm not going to do it Um, I'm not feeling great so I'm going to go and rest I'm going to go and meditate like do you see what I mean there's these two ends of the scale what I tend to see Neither end is wrong, Mm -hmm. in my view. We all get to choose how we do life. But when you're at one end of the spectrum and then you see someone from the other end, you either get really annoyed with them or you start questioning whether or not you should be doing it that way because they're doing it and they seem to be more successful. And we're we're not going to go into the 
into that in any detail unless you really want to but uh that that's how i see it and so what i'm hearing from what you're sharing is that you're more on that kind of like motivated like i i may not feel like it but i'm gonna have to kick my ass and get out of bed and do it anyway mm-hmm. um and i i really relate to that because it's not a lot of times i want to go out for a run mm-hmm. but i know that i will feel better mm-hmm. for myself afterwards and i know that it will help with my health and my you know all, all my heart and my circulatory system and all that sort of stuff and help me to keep my weight in check and whatnot but sometimes I just can't be bothered and I really have to push myself particularly as I start getting older and this eternal winter that seems to be hanging around <laughs> you know it's very easy to get up isn't it <laughs> I mean so we're recording this at the end of March and it's still like cold and gray wet. and wet outside <laughs> it's horrible isn't it another week who of the it. hell yeah I know, but it will suddenly change, I hope. Um, but those days where you really don't want to get out of bed and you don't want to exercise because, or whatever it is, or even get and go, and go to your desk. But what I'm hearing from you is like using those people like David, who, who I don't know who David Coggins David, you is. David, do, you don't know who David Goggins is. Well, anyone else listening to this that hasn't read or I would recommend audiobooks. Obviously, you're audio fans, so you're listening to this podcast. Um, he's got quite a few books out, but the first one, Truth Hurts, that's going to be an eye-opener for you. And especially if you're someone sat here who feels like you've not been given the best cards in life, David Goggins is going to really convert you that you can do what you want to do. And it doesn't mm. matter whether you've got parents that have given you a nice trust fund to start your business or if you are literally starting from the streets he is one of those people that's had a lot of setbacks so I thought and he also gets interviewed during each of the chapters which is it's just a very cool start it's almost like a podcast stroke audiobook so I would thoroughly recommend okay. it there you I go homework for you <laughs> thanks very much I'm glad I had you on my podcast um I love what you said about people starting from different places in life, whether that's in business or in fitness and health, you know, people who have been born with an amazing physique or very strong, or people that have been given a trust fund or have lots of well-connected parents who just magically make them very successful versus most people who are starting with either not a lot of experience or um, yeah, not a lot of experience in fitness themselves or they've started with a very hard upbringing with no money and lots of sets of challenges and so we're we're obviously focusing on the people that are starting from a place of either not a lot of experience or um they might have a mindset that that they're not into fitness or they're not good enough to do uh to run or whatever it looks like so what would you say what would advice or tips would you give to people if they came to you and said you know i i'm i'm terrible at fitness and i'm no good and i don't believe in myself how would you help them to get them to the point where they feel comfortable enough to start um yeah no it's a really good question and i think you have to remember that whatever you do is going to be better than not getting started um your only problem or your only person should I say that you should be up against and trying to beat is yourself 
it doesn't matter what someone else is doing on social media and we all know that social media is masked anyway so when someone makes something look easy or comfortable you don't know if that's take 10 or you don't know if they've been doing it for the last 25 years I mean I certainly know that when I post videos of me hiking and I am having a bloody great time I really am but there's going to be times where I'm walking up that hill going, oh, for fuck's sakes, Lindsay, why did you do this today? But I don't always post that. And it's not because I don't want, I want to um, make anyone think that I'm not finding it hard. It's just, it just doesn't look as good, does it? Like people people like to see a nice sunrise, <laughs> you know what I mean? No one really okay, wants to see a... me sweating going, fuck challenge, <laughs> challenge for you, Lindsay. I want you to do a social media post next time you're struggling and you put it on your okay. bloody Instagram. Yeah, no yeah. problem. Cool. That's fine. And yeah, I will yeah. tag you and anyone that's listening Thank to you. this. But you do, but you do, you do in your story, just to say, because I don't want people to think that you're some narcissistic <laughs> idiot who's just like feeding this nonsense on social media. You do in your stories post react you know there is stuff in your stories yeah where you talk honestly about your challenges yeah a hundred percent um yeah I'm probably more honest than most on uh on Instagram come over and look at my Instagram thanks Jeremy um but yeah (laughs) um but no going back going back to the serious question at hand um it's really easy to to beat yourself up and talk to yourself like crap and talk yourself out of things and I think you have to try and remember is what would your friends say or what would you say to your friends um if your friends aren't encouraging you you need a new set of friends um if you look around your friendship group and they're all lazy mofos you need a new set of friends so you need to go and surround yourself with people that challenge you so if you're with people that are very successful and you want to be where they they are you're going to start looking and mimicking habits that they adopt and then you're going to want to try and better yourself because not that you want to be like them but you it naturally will lift you up if you're the most successful person out of your peer group you're going to get complacent and complacency is a dangerous place to be in both life and in business so you have to wake up every day and think do you know what I'm going to better myself a little bit more today and even if that means going out for a 10 minute walk if you didn't go out for a 10 minute walk yesterday you've already done better than the day before and then the next day you might go I'm gonna make that 11 minutes it sounds stupid because it's only one more minute but you'll be surprised if you did that for 20 days added a minute onto your walk you're on 20 minute walk by the end of the 20 days so you just need to start very small and start with something that seems achievable achieve it and then set the next goal don't get comfortable where you are in anything ever because yeah. just end up not challenging yourself and that sends me back to the original que- uh, point that I made earlier on about if you're challenging yourself physically and mentally outside of work that's going to transcend into your business as well um, but it doesn't matter what your neighbors doing if they're doing a 20 mile run before work good for them I hate running and there's no not one person in this world that's going to get me to do a 20 mile run I do a 5k run every now and again and I remember how much I hate it and I'm quite happy to talk about hate running. You might not like weight training. And as much as I'll sell you weight training till the cows come home, if that is not what makes you tick, go and find another sport that makes you tick. Because there's a hundred different ways to be active. There's probably more than that. So it doesn't have Mm. to be the gym. I've got plenty of people in my life that absolutely hate the gym, but they can run for miles perhaps they're fantastic on a mountain bike perhaps they climb or whatever it is they're still physically fit so I think we've got to stop thinking that fitness has to be on a treadmill or with a pair of dumbbells in their hands and I can I really do recommend weight training (laughs) 
But, you know, ultimately, I would rather someone was moving than not moving. And I would also rather yeah. someone was enjoying their fitness journey most of the time. Even if they're challenging themselves, yeah. there has to be an element of enjoyment. Because if we were doing something every day that we absolutely loathed, that's also a shit place to be. There has to be a balance somewhere between pushing yourself and not like you, you're enjoying it, but you're kind of gritting your teeth going, oh, God, I can't wait for this to finish versus mm. I absolutely hate this. That's, that's just not the same at all. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, as someone who runs and, you know, has run two marathons um, and done a couple of triathlons in my years, um, I love running personally. I, I, I can't think of anything more I enjoy apart from this morning. Um, no, but as you say, I don't always enjoy it. There are mornings where I have to really give myself a kick up the backside. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, it's, and as you say, it's that it's having that consistency and that determination and having a conversation with yourself in your head to say, you know, I, I say this to other people as well. What you said, which I really like is how would your friends talk to you? And, and also remember that this is a choice. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to spend the rest of your life sitting on your ass, watching Netflix, eating crisps then knock yourself out. It's a choice at the end of the day. And if you're listening to this and then you've got some interest in improving your your health and your well-being and your fitness for you to, you know, at the end of the day, this is all about, in my view, and tell me if I'm, I'm wrong, take out the looking good because, of course, that's a valid part of why we exercise. Absolutely. But it's about health. It's about feeling good. Like when I go for a run, or I do a workout, I can, it's much easier for me to pat myself on the back when I achieve a physical a goal or I push myself through. Mentally, it's, it feels harder to do because I don't know, it's more measurable if you know that you've been out for a run versus had a difficult conversation with someone. So one of the things that I've got from what you've shared is that it's about starting small and making incremental improvements over time and as you say if if it's walking or running or going to the gym it's better to do one minute than no minutes yeah 100% and yeah and um and that's something that I use for myself because I'm not and I've never been someone who is consistent with his exercise I mean I do do it but I can go through for weeks without doing any and then I okay all right I'll start I've got a I've got a gym in my garage and guess how often I go in it (laughs) not very often it's in my fucking house do you know why because you've made it too easy to get there well do you think so I'm not sure I I sometimes think if something's really easy you don't do it and it's a little bit like where people book themselves in for classes or book themselves in to see someone because they don't want to let that other person down. Nobody really knows if you've gone down to your basement to do your workout. True. Yep. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest difference I've made is that we moved up one of our TVs down there, so we've got like a fifty five inch TV. So that's why I watch TV. And actually, now that it's a much more nicer space and I don't have to deal with other people, I can go in there. I still don't go in there very often, but I'll go. But the thing is, I'll go in fits and starts. So I'll go in for like two weeks, three weeks. and I'll be like doing it every day and then I won't do it for the next three weeks. And I've tried lots of different things to try and make it easier for me to do. And one of the things that has worked more than it has in the past is to 
is to make those sessions a lot shorter. Mm -hmm. So rather than going in there for like an hour and a half, an hour, an hour and a half, I now go in for 30 to 40 minutes mm -hmm. and do it more often. Yeah. And that those bite-sized chunks of of exercise actually works a lot better. And um and I think I think maybe also, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, is that the majority of people who are running their own business, you've got to be a unique breed of person to want to run your own business. And I would assert that majority of people are quite competitive whether or not they like to admit it to themselves and what I've noticed for myself is that actually I'm competitive against myself and I won't let myself off the hook mm -hmm. so I can't go for a 2k run what ridiculous mm -hmm. I have to go for a minimum of five mm -hmm. and then I build it into this big thing that then I go oh, I can't be bothered to run 5k because I can't do two or, or I can't just go in the gym and do 15 minutes of lifting weights and leave because I'm, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Or am I just a weirdo? You're a weirdo. Uh, no, I, I certainly think there's, you need to draw some kind of balance with this whole all or nothing. Um, and less is more, which I alluded to earlier on in the podcast. So I think you need to have a minimum entry level requirement that's done say four days a week, five days a week. What When you, you say you go, say, seven days a week for three three weeks and then you go do nothing, there needs to be a, a middle consistent ground. So minimum level requirement might be three days for 20 minutes. And then when you've got this Jeremy hat on of, I can do more than 20 minutes, then great, bonus. But you've then put those habits in place that the absolute minimum you're going to do is 20 non-negotiable like you brush your teeth every morning, well, I hope you do, but you brush your teeth every morning, that's a non-negotiable, right? And if you forget your toothbrush and you're driving somewhere, I imagine you pull over and go to Tesco Express or wherever other supermarkets are available um, and you grab a toothbrush and brush them on the road because it's a non-negotiable. You're not going to go to that meeting or whatever without brushing your teeth. And that's what your exercise regime should look like. So your non-negotiable might be 10 minutes. My non-negotiable might be 60 minutes. It doesn't matter. And you'll then mm. start creating habits where you don't have that battle in your head of not going. It's just something that you do. But until you've consistently done that habit for anywhere between six and 12 weeks, I think it takes six weeks to start the habit going. Then it's like eight weeks for you to kind of start seeing a little bit of change, 12 weeks, for someone else to start seeing change. But it doesn't take long to, to break habits. So you've got to be consistent with something. And then it just becomes a... Mm. It's part of your day-to-day -day routine. Um, I'm not very good at yeah. setting a bedtime because my work routine is all over the place. And a lot of that isn't by choice. Um, I'm very much dictated on what time some of my events, et cetera, are. So I have to be very disciplined in making sure that I'm putting myself to bed at a reasonable time to get enough hours sleep in. So that's come from really working at that. I think you know my issues with sleep as well. And I've really mm. had to work hard that that's not come naturally, whereas the, the exercising comes naturally. So you just have yeah. to work that little bit harder at putting that, this is my non-negotiable. And do it on days, maybe set a weekly planner out and go, do you know what, I'm home Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I've got no meetings that week. So my non-negotiables are then. If you feel like doing it Tuesday, Thursday, great, but it, it's no biggie if you don't. Yeah. And I think that's a very good point, actually, which is because I have tried that and it's a challenge for people running their own businesses 
because often we don't have two weeks that look the same no it depends on what you're doing but often it's there's there's a change so how would what would you say to someone if they said yeah but Lindsay it's all very well saying I'm Monday Wednesday Friday I've got kids I've got dogs I've got um, a very hectic life I don't have time I mean come on what what would you say to someone like that um the early bird catches the worm and for you to do it before you do anything else in the day means that it's done and nothing else in the day can get in the way because we all know something might happen. Kid might come home from school um, and might be poorly or you've got to go and pick them up a bit earlier or your laptop crashes just before a meeting and then everything gets delayed. Like normal shit that happens on a day-to-day basis and it doesn't matter who you are, it can happen to you at any point, traffic jam, etc. But if you've already mm. done your exercise before anything else in the day, and even if that means just going downstairs and doing 15 minutes yoga, nothing can get in the way of that other than you mm. snoozing your alarm and the onus is on mm. you then. So mm. if you are someone that struggles to fit it in, and I definitely prefer working out later in the day for sure, but I would rather get it done than not get it done at all. So if I know I've got some days where I'm probably going to be up against it and as, with all the best intentions, I'm probably not going to squeeze it in, I have to get up mm. a bit earlier. And that's discipline. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Already my brain's going, nah, nah. But then your want's not bigger than your why. I know, I know. I was just thinking when we were talking as well, why don't you go and weigh your kids? And then you can be like, I can bench press my kids. Well, you know, yeah. I was all, there you go. in lockdown, we were bench pressing all sorts of stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you make, you, you make a very good point. I, I, I set myself a goal as well to every morning um, do a five minute meditation and a 10 minute yoga practice um, because I could see the benefits of my mental health and also my physical health. And that's already fallen out of practice. And I have to have a little chat with myself. And I think for me, what works, and it will be different for everyone, is not to talk to myself like some evil drill sergeant 100%. and tell myself off and give myself a hard time. Talk to yourself like a firm but loving friend or parent, which is, come on, Jeremy. How do you talk to yourself, Lindsay? Um. I, I'm a lot more forgiving now than I used to be. I used, I used to be that person that probably wasn't mm. overly kind to myself. I think we've all bon- been through phases like that where we've just looked in the mirror and just spoken to ourselves like a piece of shit. Um, mm. I I appreciate that I am only human and sometimes, you know, things have gone a little astray or I may have gone on a bit more of a wild night out than I intended to. And then I look at, you know, I kind of look at the why did that happen did I have a good time? Great, I did. But moving forward, that's not conducive to where I want to be in my life or, or it just mm. doesn't coincide with my other goals. And and then I look at steps to try and change that for the next day. You can't undo mm. what's been done. Um, talking to yourself like crap doesn't really help in the long run. Um, so it's just looking at it as if you're going into a business meeting with yourself, you know, if you're going into a business meeting with a colleague that's not performing, you could spend 20 minutes having to go at them, telling them they're not performing. They're probably well aware they're not performing, but you would normally put in some kind of constructive measures in place as to how you're going to improve their performance. You'd also assess, you know, why, why is their performance not where it should be at the moment? So 
it's having those difficult conversations with yourself as okay why is my behavior like that um what can I do immediately to change it what do I need to look work on long term being a bit forgiving and knowing that sometimes it might go a little bit astray but having those plans in place of okay how can I fix this and so if you it's very difficult to remove yourself emotionally from yourself when you're having those chats but you do need to try and look at it in a really constructive point of view and I'm, I'm quite good at doing that and just looking at myself as a subject or a project as opposed to that individual that's emotionally charged at the time and I read a quote it was only yesterday or day before um not many problems can't be solved by going to the gym and having a good night's sleep so mm. and it's so true the amount of times I've worked myself up over something could be anything it could be a breakup it could be I don't know maybe a letter that I've had come through oh shit I started to worry about it and actually if I put it to one side go and do something in the gym that I enjoy doing, get to sleep and look at it the next day, much better brain space to be dealing with that situation rather than this emotionally charged, really just irrational, typical female. (laughs) Oh, I don't know about that. that, (laughs) Um, No, but yeah, absolutely right. You know, sleep and, and also exercise. And if you're struggling with insomnia, or worry or concern which I know um, a lot of my listeners will probably be particularly if you are like me neurodiverse and have ADHD and have a very active brain um, or any you know you might just have an active brain you might not have ADHD but um, I know I, I speak to a lot of people that do and I work with people that do then exercise is such a great way to help your body to like if, if you're stressed or you're worked up if you go and do a really intense workout whether it's a hit or hit class or run or whatever and do that it will help you sleep it does help me sleep and as you say a good night's sleep is really key to being able to deal with all of the crap that comes up with running a business you know particularly if you're doing it by yourself because you don't have someone there by your side all of the time so as you say an email comes in you've had a really stressful day you're tired then if you go and do you know and in and that's actually you know as you you've said Lindsay, is you've got to sometimes just be like go and do this i've said to my partner zoltan many times if i'm tired or i'm stressed out tell me to go for a run because and he will and i'll go I am so no. glad I'm not in that household when that happens. <laughs> no, he no, I'm being a little bit see I no, I don't tell him to fuck off, but I'll 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 yeah, but he encourages me and says, Come on, and you know it's good for you. And that's very helpful when you've got someone else with you to do that, but it's doing it for ourselves. And but you were never you weren't always this person, were you? Like your fitness journey, you haven't always been someone that's been working out and going to the gym your entire life no early 20s so growing up I was a competitive dancer so I was kind of without realizing it naturally quite fit looked reasonably slim because I was doing something I really loved as I was a kid Um, then I moved to London and got into the city life I didn't even need a car and like the tube's pretty convenient didn't really walk that far um absolutely loved a pint of peroni back then as well or six and um i put on quite a, a bit of weight and um i wasn't overly bodily comp- body conscious like 
I wouldn't say I'm body conscious now, but I'm body aware. Yeah, so in many ways, I'm really grateful that um, I didn't have that social media pressure to change. It was a, it was a real light bulb moment of my own. And I think when you have a light bulb moment of your own, you're going to be more likely to stick to it. Um, actually, it was a light bulb moment in many ways. I quit my very successful financial career and went self-employed at the same time. I inadvertently got on a fitness journey because I had a bit more time to dedicate going to the gym because I wasn't commuting. Um, and also my first business was actually a dog walking business. And so naturally I was walking more. So it wasn't like I had this sudden game changing moment. I was like, I need to become an absolute fit machine. I need to compete. It's been a reasonably steady progressive journey um, with lots of little mini light bulb moments on the way. I I wouldn't say that I am that person that has to work out <laughs> every single day. There are some people I know that just, they love it. They live for it. I live for a lot of things and I very much enjoy the fitness lifestyle I have, but I can yeah. stay in bed as well and just pretend that I'm not a fitness person for at least one day. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm not... I, I am. I'm very energetic. I am one of those people that loves adventures. I love challenging myself. But I do have that quite regularly. Oh, I can't bother to yeah. go to the gym today, but I still go. Mm. And, and and that's just that's just a habit. And it's because it's been part of my life now for 13, 14 years. Um, but if you're if you are one of those people, you just think I just absolutely loathe it. There'll be something out there you enjoy. And actually, sometimes when you do something enough, you you enjoy it more than you think you do. I think it's a mindset thing. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely people jumping on my social media now will probably think that I've done this my entire life or I've never been bigger. I have been bigger. You've obviously seen my before and afters. Um, I've been all sorts of shapes and sizes, dependent on where I am with fitness and where I am with work, which is why, like you said earlier on, you've got to remove the physical aspect from your fitness journey. There has to be other reasons because you just can't, you can't be this lean shredded machine all the time because that will mean that you are having to sacrifice social occasions. You're also dieting for want of a better word, which will make you quite cranky. Like there's just sometimes in your lives when you don't be in a super lean ripped machine just doesn't call for it, you know? So got to go with the peaks and troughs physically. Yeah. And that might not be someone's goal, right? To be 100%. like looking like whoever. Um, yeah, I remember hearing it now two actors, male actors, who said that, that they described the process that they had to go through when they were doing a topless scene, that they had to dehydrate themselves. I think it was, um, uh, what's his name? Chris, well, certainly Chris Hemsworth and the other one, Superman. Oh, Henry Carvel. Yes. And... Um, the process that he had to go through before he had his topless scene, he had to dehydrate himself for six days. Yeah. I mean, what message does that send out to people looking at him? I mean, yes, of course, he's playing a superhero character. It's not realistic, but there's lots of men, I'm sure women do the same, that are dehydrating themselves for days to look really good. And what kind of message does that send out to people? And this isn't this conversation isn't about certainly from my perspective, uh, fitness equals losing weight and being thin. This is about improving our health and making us or helping us rather to be able to show up to run our businesses as effectively as mm -hmm. possible and to have a good life. Mm -hmm. And I am speaking from an experience of someone who has struggled with alcohol in the past 
and has used to smoke cigarettes. Um, I've now stopped drinking. I haven't had a drink for like three weeks. And I've done stints of a year and seven months and whatever without drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. For me, that is my personal choice. Reducing the amount of processed foods that I consume or ultra processed foods, eating more fruits and vegetables and a balanced diet mm-hmm. because it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And I can see that as a result. I was actually got a message, a uh, um, newsletter from, uh, she was an old, um, Pilates teacher and uh, she was talking about putting your food on a list of green yellow red in terms of how it makes you feel and I've never heard that perspective before I've really liked that because I know that if I eat something like I don't know, a bowl of fruit or vegetables I'll feel good mm-hmm. and that's what it's about for me it's about feeling good so that I can show up and be at my peak performance particularly as I get older because I want to do what I love, which is running a business and being there for myself and for other people. And so you've shared some really um, great insights and definitely go and check out Lindsay's Instagram, particularly around Easter, because she likes to post mini eggs. And <laughs> I've been very, very restrained on the mini eggs front. I don't know whether I OD'd last year, potentially, May have bought some in December when they came out in the shops. Um, but I've been quite controlled. However, if anybody wants my address to send me anything mini egg related, preferably edible, slide into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I um I'm a I love mini eggs, don't get me wrong, but I love a Cadbury's cream egg. I can Gee. smash oh, I love and I know a lot of people don't like one. them. Have you seen? No, I don't don't like cream eggs, but um, I've seen the salted caramel ones, and I thought, right, well, I know what to bring you when I know it's coming up. But you have to run for them. (laughs) I was. (laughs) I uh, so if you're not listening and you're not in the UK, don't know, Google these things. I'll I'll put a link. I'm going to put a link on the podcast resources page to mini eggs and cream eggs so you can see what they're like but on a side note Cadbury's brought out a white chocolate cream egg it's the most disgusting thing I've that ever sounds disgusting it's vile um but going back to the point of this conversation it, it's to, it's about balance right and as you've uh, what I've got from what you've shared is that it's about getting clear with what success looks like for you and when we talk about success it's about achieving a goal it's not about being really thin and rich um it's about what is success look like for you what do you want to achieve do you want to lose a bit of weight do you want to uh feel a bit stronger do you want to live a longer life do you want you know all of these different things be clear with what that is and then think about um incremental steps to get to where you want to be and you said about putting good habits in um james clear james clear atomic, atomic habits. habits yeah um habit stacking habit stacking so tell us what that is well you already um touched on it earlier on where you've put a big tv down in your gym so you can watch tv which is something which i presume you've done for quite a number of years but whilst exercising so you've you've put a good habit with i'm not saying that watching tv is a bad habit but for want of argument on this particular conversation watching tv doesn't always really allude to much good unless you're watching a documentary or something that's educating you so you're doing that whilst doing something that you want to start doing more of so you're not losing any time you're not trying to find extra hours in the day you're just stacking two habits together one's an old habit one's a new one you're trying to adopt 
Um, I do it with clients that struggle to balance. I get them to practice balancing on one leg whilst brushing their teeth because they brush their teeth every right. day. So it's, it's really little things, um, but it's like what what new habits or what good habits that you haven't really quite nailed yet can you stack around things that you already do? They don't have to be bad things, but around things that you already do. So it doesn't feel like you've got to try and find more hours in what is a very hectic day already. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there because we've talked an awful lot about an awful lot of things and I've certainly learned a lot and I'm going to be taking some of those fabulous tips and advice that you've given so thank you very much Lindsay it's been a really interesting conversation and so if anyone wants to connect with you online and come and see your um your mini egg um eating sessions or come and learn more about what you do and what you get up to how can they find you so if anyone does want to come for any fitness advice or just watch the dog or me eat mini eggs just to put a disclaimer out that the dog doesn't eat mini eggs um you can find me on lindsay suzanne underscore at um on instagram even and then if you uh do want to join me over on linkedin although i'm not always that consistent over there i'm lindsay trahan over on linkedin but instagram's where so all the fun stuff happens, isn't it? Where it's Jeremy? going down. Where it's going down. <laughs> I will put links on the resource page on my website so that you can go on to that if you want. And it's just for me to say thank you very much, Lindsay. It's been a pleasure. And I'm sure we'll have you back on in the future talking about mini eggs or more fitness uh, advice. And Fantastic. Yeah, and enjoy yeah. all of the reading material I've now given you. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. This has been How Not to Run a Business with your host, me, Jeremy Jacobs. If you like this conversation and you want to hear more, then make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And whilst you're there, if you want to leave me a review, I would really appreciate it. If you'd like to connect with me online, you can do so on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And my profile name is Jeremy Jacobs UK. Or you can check out my website, which is jeremyjacobs.co.uk. So once again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep on trying, keep on failing, keep on succeeding. <laughs>